Welcome to Travel Unites Us, a podcast featuring stories straight from the heart of travel. I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'll be your co-pilot on this journey. My friend Rich D'Ambrosio and I started Travel Unites Us to share the human stories from real travelers, stories that get to the heart of who they are and what they do. Rich will be your host on this episode. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community. Wendy's husband is a former resident of our fine county here in Orange County because I live next door to the United States Military Academy, West Point. So uh, we are connected in so many ways. Um, Wendy, thank you so much for taking time out today. I know you have been working so hard these last few weeks, maybe months, um, trying to make sure that your travelers are safe and secure, that their plans and their investments for the future uh, vacations are taken care of. So just thank you for taking time out of your day. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and thank you to your husband for his service to this country. Um, it, it is the wonderful people and the military families like yours that we just were beyond indebted. And, and it just feels like a cliche to even say it sometimes, but thank you so much. Um, I have been graciously fortunate enough to meet Wendy maybe about over a year ago at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I bumped into her because she does such a phenomenal job attracting ideal clients. Wendy lives from her heart, she lives from her soul, she lives from her life's experiences. And as a result, mm -hmm. up until coronavirus, she had built a thriving business based on the wonderful nature inside her. And that is what this whole movement Travel Unites Us is about. It's about everyone thinking about who do I do business with? Who do I mm -hmm. wanna travel with? Where do I wanna travel to based on my unique nature? Mm -hmm. And Wendy's unique nature is rebel on the go, taps into something that is part of quite a few men and women um, yeah. is that, you know, very often in life, I'm 55, you know, you spend a great deal of your life conforming and, and coloring in between the lines. I did it in the corporate world for about 15, 20 years. And, yeah. you, suppress, <laughs> and you suppress a part of yourself. And Wendy's clients and Wendy's nature is it's okay to live from the deepest part of yourself, even if that mm -hmm. means you're a little rebellious. So mm -hmm. Rebel on the Go, um, tell us yes. a little bit about yes. how you came up with the idea. Where did it come from in your life's experiences? And how is it now expressing itself in the business you created, the clients you want to attract, and the places and experiences you want them to um, enjoy? Okay. Wow. Okay. So, first of all, I mean, travel has been ingrained in me uh, since childhood. Um, we were a traveling family. My father was a business owner who didn't have a lot of time for his family. And he's always also a depression kid, <laughs> which uh, sort of comes, you know, his story seemed to come to mind a lot lately. Um, but travel was very, very important. And when I look back, I realized we used it as a way of connecting. Um, and, and also it was very important conversations. Um, we also, I developed a tremendous love for history. And also I know as a family, we were happiest when we were traveling. 
And so those components have continued on through through my adult life and up until now. And um, it's almost four years ago, it'll be actually four years and a couple weeks, ooh, that um, I had the opportunity to pivot in my life. Um, I had uh, lost my job <laughs> at 50, <laughs> which is fabulous, let me tell you. But you know, there's so many, but there's so many blessings in disguise. And I remember, um, driving home and at the time my now husband called me and he said hey come visit me in guam <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> and, uh, yeah. um so actually ended up packing up and going to guam for seven weeks and i can say um with the exception of one other experience travel experience that was by far that was it um, I got to experience an entirely different culture, entirely different world. Um, and I also discovered the beauty of active travel. I mean, I had done a lot of different things, but not like kayaking and hiking and all of that. You know, I was a, I'm a Jersey girl, <laughs> a Jersey girl living in suburban DC. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I, um, I left <laughs> and also realizing that I very much wanted to share my love of travel and also how it can be transformational with other women. Because as you said, we, we all find ourselves in interests, especially at midlife um, and, you know, the Gen Xers um, and, you know, whether we're becoming M or in your case, renesting, <laughs> um, which yep. seems to be very popular right now. Uh, yeah, and there's just and, and the opportunities to connect, and uh, you know, again, with my love of conversation, ultimately, all of that comes together, and I think creates happiness and a real happiness, a real joy. Which um, yeah, and what I have been finding now that I. Um, have tried you know what what it's like well right now what do you do <laughs> and um i've been realizing the value and importance of like my and it's more than just my interest in history but my interest in the social sciences and how that comes together and creates um just amazing experiences with travel like with psychology and sociology and things of that nature so i like to say that i do that i create real radical life Life-changing um, travel experiences for rebellious women, and also <laughs> and more in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the childhood, because you said at one sure. point that your uh, you were ha you were perhaps happiest as a family when you guys traveled, and that your father placed a great deal of importance on traveling. Yes. Um, are there any? vacations that you took as a child that really stand out in your mind that might even also be kind of close to the person you are today, this rebellious person? Do you see any connections over time to that point in your life? Oh, yeah. So, and and this is one of the things that um, my dad, the story my dad actually told me right after my mom died, was that um, on their honeymoon, he, you know, blew the whole wad to go to Mexico. And they were staying at um, Las Brisas in Acapulco. Oh my and, God. 
Yeah. And um, he, he saw an elderly man being wheeled by what appeared to be like a nurse. And he looked at my mom and said, that is not going to be us. <laughs> this is not going to be us. And that was the way they lived. They, they traveled a ton and it was always, and, and when I've heard, you know, parents saying, Oh, I can't, we can't go away without the kids. I think my parents always took at least one vacation without us and at least one vacation with us. And I, with, you know, myself and my brother, that's just the way it is. So I'm like going away without the kids. Of course you can do that. Yes. But in terms of, you know, one of my earliest memories and Oh, I was in grade school at the time, um, seven or eight, I think. And we we were in Puerto Rico. And I remember being at this really adult restaurant. And I remember the Flying Dutchman, which hasn't been there in 100 years. And um, the conversations that we had around this table and the fact that I got to have um, beef wellington for the Ooh. first time. Oh, and I was a kid. What you know, we didn't do the kids menu, never. But you know, I remember the conversations have stuck with me now for well, forty plus years, let's just say. And um also we never went no offense, we never went to Disney. Um we no went no, we went to places, we went to Mexico, all over Mexico when you didn't go to Mexico. I, I've been to Haiti, um, which again, it's not a place that, that people have, you know, it's not the top of a lot of um, travelers lists, no. but, and, and wherever back alley you could find, that's where my dad would find. Yeah. <laughs> so these were the, the experiences that stuck with me. Um, and I remember in my twenties, and, and actually, my career before um, 50 had been, I was a meeting planner, an event planner for associations um, in the D.C. area. So I did, I've always traveled and I've always planned. Right. But, um, and I was fortunate that I did some traveling while I was traveling on business, the leisure thing. But I remember saying that I want to go somewhere by myself. And... Um, so I ended up going to Iceland. Why not? Yeah. And it was a time. And, when, and what year? What year was this? Uh, early nineties. <laughs> wow, Iceland was not the popular no. place it is today. No, but it was absolutely amazing. And yeah, I just said, well, I know it's a safe place, and I know that a lot yeah. of people speak English, and I wanted to experience it. And and I have been to to Iceland a total of five times now because it is so such an amazing and it's a, a country that I'm very drawn to, very drawn to. It's a destination definitely for, well, it was a destination for rebels up until I think maybe the last five to seven years yeah. it started well, to get popular. Exactly. Now <laughs> it's like go to Antarctica. Yeah, now, exactly. Now it's Antarctica. Exactly. <laughs> With so, coronavirus, by the way. So at what point did you say to yourself, I think I want to be a travel planner? Yesterday, um, Crystal Hiker talked about how she stumbled upon an article uh -huh. by Ashley. Oh, that's so how did you how did you find so, this career? In high school, um, I worked part-time 
she was doing my parents a favor for my parents' travel agent who had a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. And I was the one who um, had to stack the brochures and do filing and stuff and, and um, ended up taking half the brochures home. So <laughs> that, so I had some experience and as a meeting planner, it was, it's close. It's, it's not quite exact, right. but very close. So um, I remember, um, actually my dad had suggested well, why don't you just be a meeting planner? And he'd given me a copy of an of I guess it was Entrepreneur magazine, and they had all of these um, ads for uh, for franchises. And I'm like, franchise? No, no. But it put the bug in my ear. And mm -hmm. then one of the things, um, Marion Craig, he now works for the Defense Department. Um, he's a, a DoD civilian, and so the opportunity to travel. I mean. He was in Guam. We just got back from Guantanamo Bay. We're hoping in five years to go to Europe. So a conventional job was not really an option. Right. Um, so why not be a travel advisor? Why not? Why not? And I love the idea instead of necessarily working with um, organizations, working with individuals. Yeah. And I, yeah, I absolutely, I mean, I absolutely love it. And being a small business owner has its challenges. But the thing that I absolutely love is I could wake up in the morning and on a dime pivot if I need yeah. to. And there's so much flexibility. You know, no one really knows that I'm at the Navy Lodge in Patuxent River right now, <laughs> you know, living in a hotel. But, you know. So, so. So when you first started the, the your your current business, how many years ago? So actually, the it really started in April of 2016. When I lost my job, I knew, you know, I knew this was kind of the direction I was going in. I wasn't completely sure, and Rebel on the Go definitely was not born yet. Right. And that actually happened over the summer. Um, when I was in Guam and, and with the time change, like, I don't know if I ever really adjusted, but um, I started to think about what is it that I want to do? What do I want? And actually, um, I started watching these webinars, <laughs> other webinars on, uh, you know, live or webinars on, on the Internet about that by other um, entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I ended up watching um, Juju Hook, who had this course called Unforgettable You that helped you drill down and determine really it's it's all about branding. And I must have watched this webinar in the middle of the night at least five times before I said, I need this. And um, I think that was probably one of the best things that I have ever done is really think about who am I? What do I want? And really digging in. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> um, that's what I did. What was, what was, so how did you go from a, and I'm going to use some harsh terms, a laid off corporate geek? <laughs> yeah. You're going through um, a transition in your life. Uh huh. Physically, you're in Guam of all places. You're being introduced <laughs> to new foods, a culture that, even though Guam has, you know, been heavily Americanized by right. our presence there, 
you're still in a in a culture and a place geographically that's quite different. Where did the stirrings of being a rebel come from? Um, so it and it's interesting because I have this picture of myself. It was things like hiking down into a pool at the bottom of a cave. Again, Jersey girl, not happening, you know, never. <laughs> you did it. But I did it. And I look back at the pictures and I realize the sheer joy of the whole experience or we started kayaking. And one of the things that I have done, what I did in Guam and hopefully again, I mean, in Gitmo and hopefully again, will soon is I liked, I love doing like Facebook lives while I kayak. It, it's just, these are the times that I start feeling and experiencing, um, really outside of my comfort zone and um i joke around that i want <laughs> that i want to be stevie nicks when i grow up um, <laughs> but it, and i and you know maybe i just listen to her songs and kind of look at her and say i do want to be her but i realized that i had spent so much time conforming that i just didn't want to do it anymore just didn't want to do it anymore and I'm not the only one like that. You know, I have friends who are like that. I have, um, now I have a very large community that are like that. And that's really, and it just keeps developing. So, and it so has, what? oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say it, it does have its moments, um, especially when it's the trips that I really enjoy planning for, for people and finding a good fit with clients. It, you know, it's, it, I am a specific niche. Yes, you are. And, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> so describe that niche. Cause what I'm hoping for people to learn about you today mm -hmm. is, is as they look at themselves, the same way that you kind of found that, you know, that series of webinars where that, that individual started to draw out of you the, the emotions and right. you know the touchstones in your life that you needed to be more connected to you know there's probably thousands of people you could have bumped into but you found someone who spoke mm -hmm. to your heart yes who seems to find that you speak to their heart because we want people who are you know wanting to travel maybe travel with a group of women maybe mm -hmm. just have a a person like you help them curate the trip that they're looking for that's more than just a bucket list. Right, right. It's really something that's akin to what, what they're going through right now in their life. Tell us a description of who that person is that's joining your private face, Facebook group, who seems to be the person who, when you say, hey, guys, you want to do this, right. they're all in. Who is that ideal client? So ob obviously, it's someone who is interested in traveling, but it takes the traveling to a different level. Um, right. it's, it's active travel. And I don't mean you necessarily have to hike Kilimanjaro, <laughs> but it is something that um, uh, it, it's it's actually this was a quote that I found out found recently from the CEO of Backroads. It's traveling under your own power. And uh, I know, isn't that fabulous? <laughs> I love, I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that is is such, and I think to some extent that also exemplifies the kind of person that it's it's under your own power means this is something that you really you want to do, and you're right. willing to walk 
or kayak or bike or whatever it is as part of the component. So, right. and it's not to the extent when you think adventure, you can think Kilimanjaro. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, but it's active. It's, yeah. it's actually people who really want to, you know, their big thing is they go to cities and they just walk around Yeah, because they, and Hey, that's exactly it. <laughs> so also, um, and I think that sometimes they don't know that they need these things until they're part of it, but there's always like the self-care. Yeah. Um, that is so important. And um, especially as we get older, it becomes more and more important. It and definitely we, have does. To, we have to realize that inserting our needs um, is what actually maintains relationships. It would actually makes relationships stronger. It builds um, community and connection and all of those those things. And also connection is is huge. And um, I always think it's, hey, you know, you can go off in different ways during the day, but you come together for dinner and you have conversation and you have that connection and you build those memories that way, which again, as I'm finding now, I'm doing, um, a virtual vacation series um, in my Facebook group. And a lot of that is their memories and reminiscing, which have so much power. And actually, physiologically, they have so much power. So, um, and also, it's just not necessarily wanting to do the cookie cutter. Um, no. I don't do, I really don't do all inclusives. And um, it's just that it's not, not that they're not fantastic and perfect for a lot of people, but um, it's just not, my clients typically say, no, that's not what I'm interested in. Um, I'd rather stay somewhere and go off into the hinterlands and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't necessarily do a lot of the big box. So, however that is, so, yeah. So it, what I'm hearing from you is your ideal traveler is someone who connects with a certain desire for independence, mm -hmm. not necessarily independence in terms of solitude, right. but breaking outside of um, some kind of conformity, whether it's, you know, I'm a dad and conformity as a dad is, you know, you go to work five days a week, uh, you earn as much income as you can, you take care of the lawn, you, you're a good corporate citizen, whatever. There's, right, there's these conformity. Right. But then where's the time for you to express the person who may be still a child, who may still be a goofy artist or a comedian who doesn't get right. to you know, publicly be a comedian or whatever? Right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to be like, yeah, a solo, a solo trip to Antarctica, which is not even an option, but anyway. But, you know, it could be that magical uh, G National Geographic G adventure to Iceland or, you know, so, or something along those lines. Right. You know, it, there's, there are different, yeah, and there are different um, trips that really, I think, speak more to, to my clients, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to interject with a quick story because you just reminded me of it. Um, it was, I think it was 2003 that mm -hmm. my buddy Todd um, threw a magazine down on his coffee table after we went for like a 10 mile run. I was a, I was, you know, a half marathoner at best back in 2003, 2004. And he said, Hey, 
do you want to run the P.F. Chang's Marathon in Phoenix? Oh. And I looked at him and I was like, what are you freaking crazy? I think I might have actually used the real F word. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, you want me to go from, you know, 10, 12 miles to 26.2 in the next four months? And sure. then we're going to fly to Phoenix. And and I was not a rebel. I was, a, I was conformed to working for American Express, corporate guy, get on the train five days a week, doing my thing, you know. Um, Cornwall Little League, you know, I was doing the dad thing. And, and I did give myself the occasions of Saturday mornings, you know, runs with Todd. And we did, we trained for it. Um, we went to Phoenix. Um, uh, my family did not come with me. Uh, I flew out by myself with Todd and a group of other individuals, including one of my best friends, Rafael Miranda, um, who, uh, who I spent most of my time with while I was there. And not being a dad for three days and, and being a part of this experience, this marathon thing, my first ever, which was very intimidating to me, even though I was enjoying the health effects. And I'll tell you, when I came back, I was a different person. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling at that time in my marriage, which is now over. Um, and I went to see a marriage therapist and I, and I told her, I'm having really disturbing thoughts. In, in that I feel lost, I, I, I'm not engaged with this other individual. And, mm -hmm. and she said to me, she said, well, sure, you got away for the weekend without kids. And I looked at her and I said, no, it's not that. I love taking care of my kids. I love being an engaged father. It, it was something else mm -hmm. that happened over these three days that has touched me in a way that I need to go be him a lot more often. Otherwise I feel like I'm gonna die. Right. And she never got that. And it was only a year or two later where I started to realize I was rebelling against not being able to go be this other Richard, this person who, um, when Ralph and I were there, you know, we didn't go drinking, we didn't go do, we went to see an, a Native American museum in Phoenix. Oh we went, yeah. We went <laughs> for a museum. <laughs> We did so many just, you know, fun, yeah. sort of different things that I would have never done here in the New York Hudson Valley area. And and later on in life, I started to realize I'm a bit of a rebel. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and this is what should really be encouraged because, and, you know, because you say, um, you know, loneliness, um, being lo feeling lost. Uh, these are, or even invisible, which affects, I think, probably women more than men. But this is, these are the feelings that happen when we hit a certain age. Yeah. And if we're not, and we need for ourselves and for those around us to be able to address them, be able to hit them head on yeah. before it's too late. And I think that, you know, for someone who wants to, um, let's just say the kayaking, uh, there are sometimes partners that don't like doing that together. Well, right. let one of them go off and do their thing and have a good time. And, and then they're coming home rejuvenated and excited and wanting to share. And there's yeah. also opportunities, you know, couples like going off to cities and experiencing things together. There's so many different opportunities out there. And really it's just, it's, it's, it is, it's taking a little bit of psychology 
yeah. mixed with some planning and creating the world that, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to conform to anyone. It yeah. doesn't have to be conventional world that someone wants to lead. And that's the thing. And one of the things that, um, it was my was my mission up like a month ago, but I did a speaker series because I can creating um you know creating the life you want a powerful woman's guide to creating the life you want in 2020, and I interviewed women who actually except for one travel they're not even in the travel industry, but really to get to the essence of what it is what it is that we want and how. You know, in some cases, travel is the answer, but in other cases, it could be any number of things. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that I have the flexibility um, to explore a lot of different options and, and, and experiences. So, yeah. <laughs> Your Facebook group, are you are you still capping it or is it is it creeped up since I last spoke to you in um, numbers? It did, yes. Actually, it's over four hundred now. Holy cow! Yeah, and um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I like the number, <laughs> and I probably would be okay with it going up, but not significantly. Because what I love is you feel like you know everybody, and it's 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 a community, and I'm not sure a community that has thousands wow. tens of thousands or oh my gosh some of them hundreds of thousands that's not you know that's not my my thing <laughs> in your community how mm -hmm. many how many ethnic groups how many countries are represented you don't need an ideal number well, but give us a, a sense of how broad geographically and experience wise meaning you know different color skin different religions different places where their ancestors came from is it is it very diverse um so here's one of the things that i stick to pretty religiously very religious mm -hmm. is that i don't ask questions that can even be remotely controversial so wow. except for maybe talking about um you know a, a tour in italy that well that's italian but anyway i don't really get into anything that could um, that can make anyone feel even remotely uncomfortable. Divide us. Yeah. yeah. No, this is all about travel. Now, I do know ethnically, we have, I, you know, we have a pretty broad spectrum, um, and we have a, a broad spectrum here in the U.S. Now, in terms of um, international presence, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. Um, does it astonish you or is it something you expected that this 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 experience in life of growing into a person with adult responsibilities, kind of moving away from, I, I feel that we are most truly ourselves when we're children, that unless mm -hmm. someone starts to tell us that the way we're acting is wrong <laughs> or you know, tries to move us in a direction of, I want you to be this person instead. Uh -huh. What I find is that we do at different velocities reach a point where we may come in conflict with, am I truly myself? So mm -hmm. my question about ethnicity and, sure. and diversity is, do you find it interesting at all that this experience of, finding that maybe you need to be rebellious 
crosses any type of person growing up anywhere. Oh, that, there, I don't, I think definitely it does. I, I think there's no question about that. Um, and, you know, with, with travel, I think the, the thing that is, um, and one of the things that I want to do is I want to create this, it's, it's an opportunity to dream. Yeah. Um, not in a way that that can't be fulfilled, but it's an opportunity to dream. So I think that um, what comes to mind is, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. So <laughs> that's more of a divisional line is, is you know, if you're aspiring for, well, what is it? Self-actualization, um, right. you know, that type of thing. But um I do find, yeah, I think it's absolutely fascinating. And I think that women who um, have worked hard through their 20s and 30s and 40s, whether it's raising families or being in the corporate world or whatever it is, that they reach a point where it's just time to rest and it's time to really learn about themselves and figure it out. What is it I want? I know so many people who all of a sudden, wow, the kids went off to college. Who am I sleeping next to? Do I know? And then it seems that it's too late to do anything about it. And then they end up divorced. And my feeling is, is that you sort of, you can catch these things as long as you know that you're looking to do it. You know, Um, and sometimes it is it's a vacation. It's a getaway. It's whatever it is, Um, because I think that it's that's a really healthy way as opposed to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who (laughs) I'm I'm in a kitchen filled with people and I feel alone and that that happens a lot. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Um, If your clients or people who want to work with you and are starting to make a connection with you. Sure. What destinations and suppliers out there seem to fit with what you want to sell? When you hear, I know you are really excited when Richard Branson launches, launches Virgin Voyages. <laughs> I know you're so excited about that opportunity to yes. sell that product. Yes. You know what? Tell us a little bit about if someone was to come to you and say, I'm dying to connect with you. I'm dying for you to connect me to me. Where would you be steering them to in terms of destinations sure. and and different types of suppliers. Sure. So actually this is really interesting because um and was it only last month? I um I spoke I, I was part of a panel with um Bookmore Travel Workshop through yep. Git. And afterwards <laughs> I received um an email from um Heidi Sheldon with um Backroads. Yep. And she, she she said, "Oh my gosh, we are your you know, we're your brand. And I was so excited that she, in hearing what I said, and actually I also got a call, which is interesting from Paul Gauguin Cruises. And it was like, wow, you, they saw what I was saying as, as being a really terrific fit, which yes. I was over the moon with excitement. Um, yeah. So I, so those are actually the types of, of brands that I think, and Virgin Voyages, um, just something that is, you know, it, everything doesn't have to be, say, difficult. It doesn't no. have to. So it can be, you know, whether it's the process or it, we want things to be as easy as possible for our clients 
if this is making any sense. Yeah. You know, one of the things I hear all the time is, you know what? I just am too tired. I just don't want to deal with it. We're just going to go to Florida again. <laughs> and, well, wait a second. So, so, you know, so if you, if I were to propose like a say a National Geographic Journeys um, experience, oh, mm -hmm. what do I need to do? Well, you need to sign up. <laughs> you need to make sure that everyone's on the same page, and then you just, you go. So I find that people do like experiences that are at times already curated. Um. And that just offer a great combination of activity, of time for your own self-care, quiet, quiet time, um, and that offer the cultural experience as, as well. Right. So uh, Iceland, um, Europe is very popular. Um, uh, let's see, some of the places, in, I mean, the places are to me less important important because it's possible to fit a lot of different places into whatever experience someone wants. And the first thing I say to someone is, how do you want to feel yes. when you get back? Yes. I mean, do you want to feel jazzed and excited? Okay, these are great options for that. Do you want to feel super connected and relaxed? Well, you know, a hiking expedition may, may or may not, depending on uh, depending on the experience may or may not feel relaxed. So those sort of things. Um, and, you know, just a very high level of, of service as well. Um, you know, so with that, um, yeah, there's, and there's, there are a lot of fabulous suppliers out there. As I said, I love, you know, the national geographic, whether it's Lindblad, whether it's G adventures, um, mm -hmm. Backroads is fabulous. Paul Gauguin, uh, Virgin Voyages. Um, I also, I love working with um, Go Go Vacations. And that's a great opportunity to, hey, I just want to go to a city for a weekend. Okay. <laughs> and yet I want that high touch in that I really don't want to worry about getting from the airport to the hotel. Once I'm there, I want complete freedom. Well, right. that's easy to do. And I get a lot of that where, you know, those pieces that get you from point A to point B. And I have to admit, that's me when I travel. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a presentation by Bruce Poontip at G Adventures last year. Mm -hmm. And um, he talked about how the railroad that he uses um, in Peru for Machu Picchu is not the railroad that everybody else uses. He uses the railroad that the locals use. Um, and he said, it's, it is not as comfortable as the tourist railroad. You definitely get more of a flavor of mm -hmm. what the locals are living like. And he said, he, he's chosen it for a variety of reasons. One of his brand elements is trying to bolster the local economy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I can, I can see what you're saying in something like G Adventures, you know, choice of local suppliers because yeah. I have been on vacations where it felt like I was always around Americans and I was always around people who looked and felt like me. And that's not what I was there for. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I see it also in um, it's a little bit more structured, but I'm a waterways. They're Asia river cruises where they take you to yeah. very small villages. Um, yes. Somebody I'm hoping to interview soon. My friend Jennifer Shanks up in Boston, Jennifer, she goes to places completely off the beaten trail. And I look at these places with her children and her <laughs> husband 
And I look at these places and I like, boy, she's a rebel. <laughs> well, and, it's, and I think that the beauty today is working with, and there's, there are quite a few really quality, good suppliers who offer the backbone that I think we need and then allow us to explore under our own power, which I love. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I actually had been looking at the G Adventures does one from um, a train experience from uh, Russia to China. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I think it may be a little bit long on the train for me, uh, but I'm like, that is an amazing experience. Yeah. 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 I just watched, I forget who did the the documentary series. They did the the new Silk Road that China is developing from the heartland of China yeah. through places with the suffix S-T-A-N, Stan, yeah. and showing all these countries, these desert plateau cities. And it just fascinates me. Yeah. You know, I would love to go and see some of these places. Yeah. We're going to wrap up in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Where, two things, two questions to wrap up. Sure. Where do you want to go next when the travel, you know, bans are lifted and we can start interacting with each other? And what are you hearing from your clients mm -hmm. about their pent up demand to start traveling again? And where do they want to go? Are you hearing any um, from you and from your clients any yeah. similar trends? So first, where do I want to go? Well, sadly, yeah. I was supposed to be leaving in three weeks um, for uh, one of the National Geographic Lindblad expeditions. <gasps> yeah. so that's been delayed but i am so excited i can say one of the one of my dreams um has been to kayak the sea of cortez oh. and well and i had a similar experience in guantanamo bay with the big rocks and just to me it's it's just a i watched you when you did that <laughs> Exactly. And it's just like, to me, it's like a spiritual experience. And I, so I have wanted to do um, the Sea of Cortez. And during well season? Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I want to see, and the animal, I just am like, and they do this whole thing with sea life, and you can choose. You can actually do basically just kayak. And I'm like, yeah. So right. I am. Over. The rest of us scaredy cats want to be on a boat, but you want to be in a kayak. Anyone, anyone wants to come kayaking with me? And I, hey, I'm not even like that. You know, I'm not that much of a pro, but it's just such an amazing. So I am over the moon about that. Also, um, I really want to uh, Italy, Spain. I just, I'm, I have always been a person when something has happened, I want to book my ticket now to go because they need us. And it's also kind of a different experience to share. I went to London after they had the problem in the subway and it, you know, or I traveled a lot after 9-11. So I did, that's, and that's me. I will say that my clients are not necessarily that adventurous. Uh, so, so They'll get there. They'll get them, there with you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I think that I've heard um, a lot of people do want to stay a little closer to home. So the U.S. and, and also that could be Hawaii. That could be Alaska. 
very, um, you know, very on the short list. Um, I, I'm looking to do, I will be doing a Backroads um, Rebel on the Go adventure. Uh, it's going to be postponed to a little, probably into 2021, but it's um, hiking and walking and yoga through New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> yes. From, yes, from um, Taos to Santa Fe. Oh. And that just, you know, um, so yeah. I think people, people are also ready to try new things. So the idea of biking, hiking, kayaking, whatever it is, I think people are ready to do that. And also they want spas. Yeah. <laughs> so, one, of my, one of my favorite meditations was in Yosemite Nash, not, not Yosemite, the other one, uh, the one that you get to before you get down to Yosemite. Oh my goodness. Actually, no, maybe it was Yosemite, but I, uh, my brother and I were driving out to California and I found a very quiet place next to a roaring waterfall. And it was just, it was heaven. It was one of the, yeah. it was one of the easiest places I've ever meditated where I really could banish all the monkey mind. And, you know, I, I want to be in places like that again. And you're right. I don't have to leave yeah. America necessarily to enjoy that. No, you, you actually don't. I mean, when you said that, I immediately yeah. thought of of um, um oh wait where did i just think of sedona immediately sedona. Popped into my head. Sedona. Yeah. or iceland yeah iceland immediately pops into my head yeah well there's always canada yeah, and there's <laughs> our neighbors to the north yeah yeah so, well, I mean, there's so many so many options and um i just think that we're soon enough the cabin fever sets in and we just and in the meantime, um, I am I'm doing a you know how does Wendy dream series, <laughs> which it. will just be yeah just random. Sometimes I dream about HGTV. Sometimes I dream about waterfalls in Iceland. You never know what will pop up. <laughs> so, where can people who are not a part of your private group, sure. where can people get to know you better? Give us some URLs, some Facebook okay. page handles, your Instagram handle. How can people investigate you a little bit more, get to know, like, and love you better, and maybe one day book with you. What are those, those uh, touch so, points? Um, on uh, Facebook, it's Rebel on the Go. So that covers both my page and the Facebook group. And mm -hmm. let's see, Instagram, um, I'm Rebel on the Go Travel. And my website is www.rebelonthego.com. <laughs> okay. So here's a promise I'm going to make to you and your husband. If you do come up during kayaking season, because we have two kayak companies in Cornwall on Hudson, New York, right next door to the U.S. Military Academy, and they do kayaking on the Hudson River. So without a doubt, we're going. Oh, and then by the forts and all of that? Well, they go out to Bannerman Island, which is um, this old armory that... Um, Wait, he's sitting here doing his thumbs up. <laughs> So yeah. Okay, we, we got hey, it. we're there. We are there this summer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wendy. It is just a joy to know you. Please give your husband a big oh. hug for me and say thank you again for giving his military. Yeah, well, and thank you so much. Travel Unites is so important. And and you have been such a strong uh advocate for all of us. So thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? I have never felt more connected in the world. 
than when I am with people in the travel industry or people who love to travel. And like I said, you know, all hats off to Disney World. Been there twice with my kids. I've done that thing. But there's something about the wanderlust that makes connections powerful. I, I, I'm just enjoying the heck out of this and letting you tell your story. Oh, great. Thanks well, again, well, Wendy. Best thanks. wishes. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Be sure to check out TravelUnitesUs.com for all the latest from the Travel Unites Us community.